I was supposed to tell this story about how Kane had this girlfriend that he killed in a car crash. And it was just insane. And it ends up, I'm at a funeral home with a dummy in a coffin. Oh, my God. With Kane's mask on, pretending I'm Kane, I'm on top of the coffin having mock sex with this mannequin. Oh my God, no! And, oh and, Jesus Christ! Oh yeah, and and Vince is yelling at me. God damn it! Do it harder! Make more noise and stuff! It's got to be over the top. I really did. I screwed your brains out. So, Bryant, there's a special gift that a woman gives a man. It seems like uh, more so when they're not married and less when they are married. Um, not sure where we're going here, but go ahead. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. I was, uh, I, was, I was receiving this very blessed and w- much appreciated gift last night. And uh, while, while this is happening, she says, uh, you know, you're missing wrestling. And <laughs> that, that really happened. And I go, what do you think this is? Wow. Do you think this is 1998? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> well, it, which show was it? Was it AEW or? No, it was SmackDown. Oh, it was it SmackDown? <laughs> so you, you think AEW is you... more justified? I'm just, well, it sometimes. So you think, I said, justifiably, if I ever stop that to go say that I want to go watch Roman Reigns, you can question whether I'm gay or not. <laughs> justifiably. Dude, you know I'm just messing with you. I, come on, now. <laughs> you know, yeah, well, I mean, I, well, I, there's nothing that would make me stop no. that. I don't care. I don't care if they go. What, uh, what there's, if it, there's a ta- there's a taco truck outside? Uh, Jesus wants to meet you, and Pearl Jam's playing a free show. I'd be like, twenty minutes. <laughs> twenty minutes. <laughs> Give me twenty. Give me twenty. <laughs> so, so even if it was like the the main event of WrestleMania, okay. If they said, okay, we have, we've somehow been able to figure out, we've got 35 year old Stone Cold Steve Austin mm-hmm. and 33 year old Rock, and they're going to be in a three way, and we've somehow managed to create. Now, let's define three way. Why we're, I mean, I'm, I'm getting <laughs> oh, yeah. confused on all this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're going to be in a three way dance or a triple threat yeah, okay. match or whatever the fuck we're calling it with 30 <laughs> um, year old Terry Funk. Okay. All right. That's maybe then I would be like, uh, give uh, me that's tough, dude. I know, that right? Would be tough. That'd be that would, tough. That might be a little different. There's no DVR. There's no DVR. There's no, this is it. This is the only, the only chance you're gonna get to see it ever. There's no way to. Can we? Can we time? Can we time delay that? Would that be some way to? There's a law that went into effect that you cannot record this show in whatsoever. They're not even taping it at, at the building. That you. And then um, one time only thing. And then uh, stupid ass James Good. Oh, let me just say. Uh, let me just say a little something about stupid ass James Good, who used to be on a podcast called. The gaming marathon who decided to retire for no reason whatsoever. Well, you know, None. shit's getting to him. I guess. James Good, who's a huge um, baseball card guy, and he really doesn't like the way that the uh, whole thing is being exploited right now. And kids at Target are being um, shat out of their baseball cards right now. And by the way, I hope one of my 27 favorite baseball teams won last night. So uh, uh, we are doing a wrestling podcast. Just want to remind you. I'll get there. Okay. <laughs> okay. Happen. No, no, I'm just saying while you're. Talking shit about him. We're, we're, so you know, we're Dennis the Cynic and I are like going off on AW. <laughs> we're just doing shit like, hey, remember that time that AW did that self referential thing and they thought it was so funny? I'd be like, hey, remember? That? <laughs> <laughs> 
hey, remember that time Excalibur came up with that superfluous, stupid name for that movie and it meant nothing and added nothing to the show? We just did that for like, and James Good goes, well, you fuckers watching your damn stupid Southern Rass on Irish Potato Road, I know it's not as good as that, and it's probably better than the announcers on that show. And I was like, oh. So the announcers for that show were um, Ian Riccoboni and the stupid-ass idiotic member of the Brody Lee Memorial Faction. Um, and by the way, the promotions that we watched at Irish Potato Road were NXT and ROH, yeah, which I think right. I think those two promotions make up approximately uh, seventy to eighty percent of the AEW roster. Give something like that. Something Give like that. Let's go through the motions. Cody been in ROH. Young Bucks ROH. A Hangman Page ROH. We can we, go on and on and on. All of these people have made at least some sort of appearance and been part of ROH at some point in time or NXT, right? Or, yeah. John, yeah. John Moxley, NXT. Cody Rhodes, he's been a part of ROH. I mean, you can go through it over and over and over again. Yeah, we, we, I, I've always made fun of Irish Potato Road, but the promotions we watched down there weren't Fuck your mom, international wrestling. Right. And it was it, like it we're was, going out in somebody's backyard watching some damn no. bullshit wrestling or something. I mean, it's just it was, the way we had to go to get there. It was NXT and it was ROH. And one of, at least one of those was an ROH pay-per-view, as a matter of fact. I know. It's, it's like the it's – like and meanwhile, he's over there trying to figure out if he can get a Fernando Tatis chrome rookie card or some shit. Oh, please. And he's like, I'm going to be in Chicago for the big um, – Baseball card convention, if you guys want to just throw cards at my ass, come up to room 323. It's going to be at the Hyatt on the Miracle Mile. We'll see you there. I mean, it's that sort of shit. That's what he's doing as he's making fun of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I happened. you there, Goody, yeah. The um, C.J. Perry exit interview on the uh, Chris Jericho podcast, you can go ahead and skip that. Okay, it's good. The, I, gave we, it, I gave it about that much thought about listening. The, the the Cadillac, the Rolls Royce, of course, of all of these is the 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 Colt Cabana. And then after that, you know, the Moxley thing was pretty good. And then and then there's, there's a huge drop off. And as far as her, it's like, I, I just don't care. I just yeah, don't care. yeah. Here's the great takeaway from this is like, I don't know. We always pop numbers when we had those relationship angles. We always uh, we always did. It was uh, me and Bobby Lashley. We popped a number with that. But it's always good. Uh, the smart marks don't like the relationship stuff, but uh, and then she she like goes off on Grey's Anatomy for twenty minutes or something. I I, I didn't understand. Yeah, that sounds you know that, that sounds about what I'd figured it'd sound like. She goes uh, Grey's Anatomy got, and all. When she got fired, it was Johnny Ace. She goes, "Well, I was glad I was fired by Johnny Ace instead of Mark Carano." And they just they missed the obvious joke. They're like, "What? So you you didn't get your shit mailed to you in a in a plastic <laughs> garbage bag or something?" <laughs> Uh, yeah. So she she says uh, they would they had a, a, a this is so this is like so typical this is typical WWE there was like some sort of engagement photo that of the of the two of them of when she and Miro got engaged and it yeah. wasn't even them that took it it was like a friend of theirs or something that leaked to TMZ and then she got blamed for it and then she was off TV for three months and it was yeah. you know it's just the, the stupidest most ridiculous bullshit you know like oh this is how we should run a company for sure absolutely should be like fourth grade. There's no way that there's going to be a downside to that. So that happened. And <laughs> she talked about the Bobby Lashley thing. She talked about Miro a little bit. And she says she's got a lot to give. She thought she could be a writer. Now, you, you you saw this story last week about the writer that was like, hey, I was hired by WWE, and I have no experience and know nothing about wrestling. But here I, I am. Tee-hee, tee-hee. And then she goes, 
it doesn't matter. I'm very creative and I want to do it. But my friends who are also in the entertainment industry, they think I'm a sellout, but I'm making three times the money I'm making out my <laughs> nonprofit. Um, and uh, as they, other people were retweeting that and certain wrestlers were going, you go girl. She was fired the next day. <laughs> so that was, uh, that was, that, that happened. Yeah. Not, not really thinking that one out there. That, uh, and, and Cornette goes, well, I can't believe it took like the next day. <laughs> like usually it's, it would have been back in the day. Vince McMahon would have done it that day. He would have fired right. you right there. And then, and that would have been the end of it. And you would have been dosed. You're done. Bye. See ya. Well, they, they probably had to think about it for a minute before they did it. Oh, that's funny. It's very, very funny. Um, I sent I, you, I just, I just sent you a, 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 I just took a screenshot of talking about the, the Concord, uh, yeah. one, one of the Concord uh, trips we took, you know, the oh, yeah. road trip. Those are some likes that I got from the one of those trips. Those, those, those are pretty premium, I, man. I don't even know who these people are. Carmella. I don't know. She's still in the company. Even Maria, I, I'm not sure. Chad Gable. Who's he? Terry Runnels. I don't know who she is. And Willie Mack. Those people mean nothing. That's just some redneck Southern wrestling that you've made up. I, you know, I just thought, you know, there might be good, some good people to tell them I Jesus. appreciate their stuff, you know, when we went and watched that backyard shit down there. <laughs> I know, Ian, Ian Riccoboni and, and like Colt Cabana, and I'm not singing for Colt but Cabana, I know they're not nearly as good a commentators as Excalibur is. I know that they don't know what an Intergibber is. I know what that, and it doesn't mean anything to them. And then JR acts like he just, you know, was reading the book of the Revelation or something. Well, he doesn't no, even give a no. shit. You talking about WWE Dynamite? <laughs> my God, WWE Dynamite! My God, <laughs> that's terrible. That was that's horrible, terrible. man. Sorry. Yeah. If anybody, honestly, and I, I feel bad for Jr. and I like I him. Do. I he's, do. Just, I he's, do. Just I he's just, he's just collecting. He's just, he's just walking through life at this point. He's just collecting a paycheck. That's all he's doing. That seems like it. That's I, all I'm he's sorry. doing. And then you, you get to hear I'm all of sorry. these, these. You get all hear all the Blue Chew commercials on there about how he's like sticking everybody in rural Oklahoma or something. I, I don't know what's happening. I have no idea what's going on there. Well, as long as it's somebody in rural Oklahoma. <laughs> By God, that dick's hard. Look at that dick. By God. That dick's got a family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Look at that dick. Oh, my. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Hellfire brimstone. And then the other thing that James Good is like, oh, just – I, I I still don't see it. Somebody's got to help me out. Okay. What? I just don't think Pat McAfee is God. I just don't. I just don't see it. Oh, I definitely I don't, don't think that. Yeah. I don't think, I don't dislike him. I, he's fine on commentary, whatever. Um, There was some weird shit I saw last night because they kept replaying Sammy Zayn putting Kevin Owens to those tables. Mm-hmm. And, and like the commentary from McAfee was like, every time I see it, my heart just burns. Really? Have you tried Tums? <laughs> oh hell! What what was it? I mean, it was, I thought it was a good match. I thought it was fine. Yeah, I mean, I I'll admit I was, and I even said it. I, I think I was underestimated the dude a little bit when he first came in. I'm, I was just so tunnel visioned on. Oh God, here comes somebody, some another interloper. interloper. Yeah, interloper trying to be the shit and just not. It's going to go over like a dang fart in church, you know. And I don't know. He ended up being a little bit better than I thought, but I don't. I don't think he's great. Look, man, we came up with Bobby the Brain Heenan. That's a big damn. That's a that's a bar that I can't even see right now if I look up. 
So, you know, Pat McAfee's okay, but don't, don't, don't give me this God stuff. Jesus. No, it's, it's, he's not that great. He's just don't, he's a, oh, it says Kevin Nash to appear on WWE's Broken Skull Sessions. Okay. I understand you collected a check for not doing <laughs> jack shit. Tell me about that. <laughs> well, Steve, that's pretty much been the case last 20 years, or at least. I understand you just protected your spot by booking some bullshit. Tell me about that. Oh, again, again, Steve, that's what I've been doing for the last 20 years or so. It's nothing new. It says here that you, uh, what happened was you fucked Dixie Carter. Tell me about that. Next. <laughs> WWE SmackDown draws lowest overnight ratings for a Fox episode. Wow. Here we go. Fast, fast national ratings for Friday night's 4th of July weekend edition of SmackDown saw the show. Average 1.741 million viewers. Why is that a shocking number, Bryant? Because there was no NBA competition on Friday night. There was not a National Basketball Association game because the Phoenix Suns are already in in the Western Conference and Atlanta takes on Milwaukee on Saturday night. So there was nothing. There was no live sports other than maybe – I don't even know if there was an NHL game. There might have been an NHL game. Um, I think they played Friday night maybe. Game game one of the like the Red Sox and the Yankees on regional because I don't think that was on any national broadcast, but you know that no. that always attracts some attention. Right, uh, but that's, that's there, a was, there was there was no NBA playoffs, and there really wasn't anything. I mean, the I Friday anything. before this Fourth of July is always like a difficult one anyway to get anybody to watch the television. Right, always very right. difficult, always tough. I True. think the the lowest rated night of the year. Specifically, the, the least watched night of the year on television is the Friday before uh, Labor Day weekend. I think they've, they've, they've said that before because I remember when CBS fucked over Dan Rather, they did their retrospective for him like at 9 or 10 o'clock on that Friday night before Labor Day. <laughs> <laughs> Happy retirement, sir. <laughs> Here you go, shithead. <laughs> they called it CBS Dark. This is what they call it. <laughs> Yeah, you don't get it, man. You didn't. You didn't watch CBS Dark. You got to go watch CBS Dark before you understand what they did. No, man, it's just a storyline. It's so good. Listen to what they do. It's a podcast, but there's a wrestling sprinkled in, and it really makes a lot of sense to spend a lot of money on Paul White and have it be on a YouTube channel. I don't see what the problem is. How do you not understand this? Um. Lowest overnight number SmackDown has done since moving to Fox, just ahead of the 1.777 million viewers from one year ago this week, which was also Fourth of July holiday weekend. So it could have been probably expected. There's a trend there, yeah. The show you know, opened. I, go ahead. The show opened by averaging 1.699 in one hour, climbed about five percent in the second hour. 18 to 49 is a point four down, twenty percent from last week. That matched the lowest overnight number in the demo. The show is done on Fox, which has happened several times. They trailed, here we go, the Stanley Cup Finals on NBC, but beat everything else on the networks that was down night for T overall. So it was the second most watch show on, on network television. So okay. silver, there's a silver lining there. Okay. Tallest of the Pygmies. Tallest of the Pygmies. There you go. Uh, you know, there, one storyline I am starting to like more and more when I see it is the, the, the Otis-Chad Gable thing. I think they're doing a pretty good job with that. I love it. I don't understand. I, and I see some of the fans shitting on it and stuff. I think really? Marty and Sarah. Yeah, I think Marty and Sarah were critical of it. And I'm like, I, I really like it. I like, I like badass Otis. All sh- and, he, and he and now the justification is I lost everything. I lost my girl. I lost everything. And now he's back and he's not taking any shit anymore. So he's a justified heel. So I don't understand what I, I think it's great. I do too. And I, and I think it's setting up, setting up perfect for down the road for him to turn on, not turn on for, 
for him to figure out Gable's like using him, you know, he, he'll become a, a baby face again and turn on Gable or whatever. But I mean, I, th- I think he's just great. I've always liked Otis anyway. And, and I just think he makes a great heel like this, man. He's just, he does. you know, so yeah. I was explaining the concept of money in the bank to the person I was with last night because they had the, and I showed her the, the famous. Should I ask when you explained this to her? That, after, after the end of the night? Oh, after. Okay. <laughs> it was after. <laughs> Purely just curious on that. So I've showed her again our favorite match, CM Punk and John Cena, when Del Rio tries to cash in. He gets clobbered and then they run off. Which is so good in so many ways. I, I'm telling her, like, our big our big thing about this is it's it's like you have the briefcase in your hand. You're coming to the ring. It's very obvious what you want to do. It's extremely obvious what you want to do. And then you have to go, and the referee goes, oh, he's got the – so he wants to what? cash that in. right. He wants a shot at the tent right that's that he wants to do that right now in this ring tonight that's what that's what okay hang on a second let me talk to the ring ring announcer check this out what this guy wants in the ring announcer is like why tonight he wants to do he wants to cash in tonight and try to win the champion he wants to do that so what yeah yeah so what okay what i need to do is i need to announce on this microphone i gotta say hey well uh alberto del rio uh is gonna cash in his money is that is that what I, that, that's what has to happen that's what's gonna happen <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's, that's every time, man. Okay, okay, okay. Hang on a second. Alberto Del Rio is cashing in his money in the bank contract. Oh, and of course the crowd is so stunned because they have no idea what's going on. <laughs> it is. It's, it's it's like the guy comes down the street with an AK forty seven. He's pointing it at you. Hey, is that is that guy want to shoot me with that? Are you, are you gonna try to? Sh- yes, I'm. I'm. I'm going to shoot you with this. This is what I'm going to do. With the gun, I'm gonna have bullets come out of this gun at you. Is what I'm. Oh, hang on, let me tell my wife. Hey, honey, this guy, he's he's gonna go ahead and shoot me with the gun that he has now, and it's it's, it's go probably ahead. gonna kill me. It's definitely gonna hurt. So I just want you to be okay. We're ready now. Go, you know, bam, there it is. There he shoot. So yeah, we showed. I showed her the money in the bank from Del Rio getting, which is it's still great. Appreciate it. She probably didn't appreciate it like we did. I'm sure. Back when you know, uh, you know, Bruce Mitchell was considered not like a sociopath and uh, an enemy to the state. I thought of doing a kind of a, a long form series on that CM Punk versus John Cena match and call it the last real match, the last real wrestling match, or something like that. And like just doing like a five part series or a three parts or something like that because I thought it, I, I just think it's so remarkable. I just think it's so great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what happened? And just it, just the whole thing well, fell apart uh, with the with Bruce the, decided to tell the truth about something, and it pissed a yeah. lot of people off, and he was canceled. And now the yeah. thing that people should be pissed off about is Tony Khan exploiting the death of Brody Lee week after 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 week. After week. And it, but instead, it's much easier to say, "Oh, Bruce, you were bad. You were a bad boy." So and. Uh, that's it's much be easier to say that because um you know the guy that thought Tim Tebow could play tight end in the National Football League we can't yell at him in any way shape or form yeah yeah that's uh I think I, be I, think I, I think I saw something that said Jacksonville is like the most likely team of all the teams in the National Football League team that is to relocate they're like the number one really to do that well yeah and I don't think that's going to happen but um where did they relocate to Nashville well it's always it, it's the it's always the the regular um, guy you know it's always like San Antonio yeah or you know a place Portland 
would be Portland. another Portland yeah. you could talk about. I don't think Jer- I don't think Jerry Jones is ever going to allow another team into Texas, but you know, you could always say Austin, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, the great Raleigh Durham. You know, I think Raleigh Durham needs a football team to compete with the Panthers. That would be fantastic. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. That'd be amazing. Um, so, you know, it's St. Louis, of course, could always get a team again. That could happen. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. You, ne- you, you never you, you never know. In any, and, and, you know, th- things like that could happen. I'm trying to think of another market that might be ripe for the picking. But, yeah, that would be those, – those were just the regular candidates. You, you remember back during the 80s and 90s where they talked about baseball teams moving all the time. It was always, oh, it's St. Petersburg and it's going to be Charlotte. It's going to be all, all those places, right? You remember that, yeah, that was like a yeah, regular yeah, thing yeah, they would yeah. – they would, I think they, in that, the plot of the movie Major League, wasn't she going to move that team down to St. Petersburg or something? St. Petersburg, was it? Wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think that's what it was. So, yeah, that, it's the same old, same old shit. SOS, same old shit. Yeah. I just hadn't uh, heard anything about it, but I, I don't doubt it, though. I mean, Jacksonville shit. I mean, it's Shahid Khan. And I, I did, again, that article that went into Forbes magazine to tell all of his business buddies, it's just my wacky, stupid ass son. Don't worry. I'm still a good businessman. I'm just letting junior over here play with some money and jack himself off for a while. Don't worry. (laughs) I'm still a great businessman, even though my team in England got relegated and we just got the first pick of the draft because we shit the bed. But I'm a great businessman. It's fine. It's totally fine. Everything's good. No no problems. (laughs) And now my son's going to go to New York and like lose a shit ton of money at a tennis stadium <laughs> i'm i've got things solidified here in bumper country that's all that matters isn't that the name of his business bumpercountry.com or something like that bumper, is it i don't know can we chat can we chat on, can we go ahead and just squat on that website because i want that at bumper country bumper country yeah sure. tim debo will bless your bumper for an extra 25 bucks he will get he'll say a prayer jesus please keep this bumper safe let it protect this family and let me catch four passes. And if I do that, uh, that's stupid. It's just ridiculous. It's preposterous. Uh, hey, it's a, it's available on GoDaddy. Is Bumper it really? Yeah. Bumper Jump country. On that shit. <laughs> uh, oh, two, why don't they just go ahead and cancel two hundred five live? Haven't they fired anybody that could ever appear on that show? I thought they did. Have they not already? I thought they were no, like because they've got a, they've got like highlights from two hundred five on uh, oh, on wrestling. I, I, I saw like Tony Nice and somebody. Maybe it was just because they were they were leaving. Okay, that makes sense. Never mind. Yeah, I think it, the it was Tony Nice and somebody else talking. Oh, um, Ari, uh, Ari, not seeing what is it? Ari Davara. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Davara yeah. yeah. Um. I think they were both let go, and they were they were tweeting about them being like OGs of the two hundred five live, and how it was underappreciated, and how they gave their all every night, and all the you know same old same old. This is their this is the Wrestling Observer's um, recap of what CJ Perry said on Chris Jericho. She hopes to have she hopes. Uh, she, this is she talked on the podcast about her WWE tenure getting released, and what she hopes her future holds as long as it has a no cut clause. I tell you about the no cut clause in Charlotte. No. So they hated us like from the very beginning. We had a two year deal. It was a no cut clause. So they had to pay for two years. So they could have just after two weeks, we were, ah, it's not going to work out. You guys go home. Here's your money. We're going to pay you. It'll be done. But no, they were like, fuck that. After year one, we're demoting you from afternoon drive to six to nine in the evening. And we're going to embarrass you and make you work out the entire contract. When it happens, 
from six to nine at night, it, it's because there's a smaller universe of listeners. It was easier for us to um, get bonuses. So they ended up paying us like fifteen or twenty thousand extra dollars. They, <laughs> they wouldn't have if they would have just paid. So we got demoted and we actually got a raise, which I think has only happened to Ann Curry in broadcasting history. <laughs> <laughs> it was us and Ann Curry. That that that's my story. And that's awesome. And the first I didn't. I haven't told you this story. I, yeah, I, I've heard it. I don't know if you've actually told me. But the yes. first the first email was like they, the program director who tried not to talk to us, like unless we were even even if we were on fire, he wouldn't have talked to us. Hey, you're on fire. I think you're going to die. He wouldn't have done it. He sent an email to us. Go, hey, all bonuses are going to be um, paid out next paycheck, next pay period. And Brad goes bonus. Tell me more. And he says, well, you finished here. And that means that you get this much money. He's like, great. So by the second or third time that we did, it was, they didn't even email us. It was like, fuck you here. Take your money. <laughs> Here's your fucking money. CJ <laughs> <laughs> uh, said she was, uh, she was completely blindsided by getting a call from Johnny Ace and thought it was about an outside TV project. that WWE had just given her approval to now. She can't say anything about that. She can't say anything about that right now, Brian, but they got approval for her to do a TV project, and that's what she was thought. But Johnny Ace was like, hey, turns out Not you're quite. fired. You're done. <laughs> she got the call when a lot of her family was at her house, and her husband, Miro, was renting so she could train more. Her heart dropped when she got the call, but she was also relieved. She said on the podcast, she goes, I, I told him I couldn't even be around anything. I, I, had, to, I had to go away from everything. I had to go and – um." Um, people were by the pool and my family was there and I just, I had to be alone, but I was texting with, I think she was texting with Mandy or something. And then she immediately called Natty and then, you know, oh, that. her heart was broken. Oh, you know, I mean, uh, I don't like seeing my loser job, but I mean, it is, it is kind of amazing in a way that she was still there and other people weren't, but I predict they're going to get her. I, I predict she's going to come back. I think she'll come back. I think she's, She's like Eva Marie. She's hot enough that they're going to want her back two or three years from now if she wants to come back. Yeah. Oh, I can see that definitely. Yeah. And they'll have. I, like, know, I'm, I'm shocked that Zelina's back, dude. That, that is really... that is very surprising, and I'm glad she is. And I don't know. Do you think she's going to get? They they gave her a pretty decent push on on Smacky Downey. Well, they put her straight in the damn Money yeah. in the Bank match, man. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just I just didn't see that coming. I I just thought that was not going to be one of the options because they were so against her doing her uh, Twitch thing or whatever it was that she was doing that they had a problem with, and and I thought that was the reason she was gone basically over all that stuff because she was supposedly making all this money doing that, and they didn't want her doing it on you know YouTube or Twitch or whatever it was. Only fans. It was on Only Fans. OnlyFans, I could, yeah, that's what it was. I which is which is associated with adult work. But but I mean, it's but don't act like you don't know what it is either. By the way, no, I know what it is. I just couldn't remember that she was. I've, I've like, never heard of this OnlyFans. I was going through no, some Bible verses on, on at, at NewTestament.com, and no. then I heard about this OnlyFans. I've never heard. No, I'm not going to go that far, man. Uh, no, I know what it is. I just couldn't. I, I forgot that's what it was. It was only yeah, and, and uh, but yeah, between that and 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 Alistair, her boy being gone, and uh, and Miro being not Miro, but Andrade being at um in AEW. I figured what a yeah, great promo he cut this week, boy. I think he's got himself. That was holy shit, Andrade. We got to let you do more. I'm going to wrestle Matt something. <laughs> Do you plan this show or does it just occur? What is What the fuck is happening? 
Like, okay. All right, guys, here's what we're going to do. Uh, the thing, the thing with uh, Vicky's not working. We're just going to have him like out there talking to a guy, and it'll be the translator, and then we'll have some subtitles. I think that's the way to get him over. <laughs> <laughs> and he, I was out there, and then uh, mad something come out, and he, I peed. What is what? The, what am I watching? What is what is this? Suddenly, let's just cut to a Ric Flair commercial. And it's Jay Slapton Badrani. Woo! He's going to be my son-in-law. Woo! It's like, it's almost as embarrassing as the Ric Flair commercial. The Andrade, and I'm putting promo in quotations. like, ooh, ooh, let me put in my 40 bucks to see Andrade take on Matt something. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, this is gonna be great. It is it is almost like they signed him. They're like, man, we got man, we put a lot of money in this guy. He's gonna be good. Oh, you know, he can't really talk the English so good. Oh, oh shit. Don't worry about it. Shit. Oh man, we should have checked that. We should have before we read the big ass check. Like, so he can't really communicate with the audience that we want to spend. No, he can't. Like, there's some other people that don't know English so well he could probably communicate with, but I, I don't know. I don't know how well, I don't know how much they're watching, you know. AW Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Friday night dynamite. I'm not sure. I have no idea. And all the dark, 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 darks. <laughs> darks. Yes. AW Negro. <laughs> <laughs> it is Andrade, the new host of AW Negro. Hola. Hola, ¿cómo estás? that <laughs> here's some other highlights perry said she was texting with mandy rose at the time so she was the first person to know followed by natty who she called budget cuts were given as the reason she was glad it was lauren itis who gave her the news he's more business like the carano would have been <laughs> explain lucy what does that mean like mark carano was calling bitches i'm going hey look bitch you ain't got no job you ain't got Bye, no guys. job <laughs> Hey, you see that trash bag? Hefty, hefty cent shack. That's your shit, bitch. Is that what Mark Carano was doing? I got John Cena out of the driveway with a hefty bag full of your shit, bitch. You can't see him. Yeah, you can. You can see him at the bag. Get out of here. <laughs> Two, five, three, eight, six, eight, six. Your shit's in the trash bag, bitch. <laughs> I don't know. That's funny. Though. And Johnny Ace being the professional guy, too. Yeah, CJ, I just wanted to tell you. Um, we just fired your beautiful ass. I just want to tell you that. Okay. That's all I have for you. I appreciate your contributions. The door's always open. The door's always open. Why can't it open right now, motherfucker? No, I mean, it's not open now. But it will be. Maybe. Sometime. Okay. I gotta go, man. I gotta go bang Mama Bella again. Bye, <laughs> bitch. It's a legit excuse. He's the sensitive one. He's the sensitive one. She said Vince McMahon texted her to thank her for her contributions and her work ethic. Hey, uh, CJ, why don't you come by and give me a goodbye hummer? Yeah. Why don't you say hello to Lil Vince? Lil Vince, 
wants to say goodbye to you. And then she gets emotional on the podcast, right? She gets emotional. <laughs> this, this is funny. She gets emotional on the podcast. She's like, I just wish I could go and say goodbye to him all because, you know, I just think about Brody and, and, and we just don't know and we're not going to see people. <laughs> she does that. She, she like gets emotional and shit. I'm like, really? Yeah. I want you to get emotional while you're sucking on the little Vince. Get over here. Yeah. Yeah. Say goodbye to little Vince. That's, what, that's how you want to say goodbye to that. Uh, Perry was also complimentary. McMahon, Paul, Triple H, Levesque, Brian, Road Dog, James, and Billy Gunn. Oh, there's another NXT name. Is also with All Elite Wrestling, and he's heading up a faction for helping the Lana character in NXT and WWE work. Um, can I really be honest with you about their contributions to making the Lana character work? It really didn't work? Is, it, is that what you're going to say? 95% of it was her ass, and those gentlemen had nothing to do with her ass. Billy Gunn may have something to do with that one. Good point, because he is an ass man. <laughs> he likes to stick them. He likes to kick them. He likes to kiss them. He likes to lick them. I don't know. It's, on the, uh, it's in the song. Have to go. There's, like, no, there's like nine different things he likes to do with asses that are in there. Prick. Oh, no, yeah, I could work too. She I isn't guess. sure what's next. It's only been three weeks and she has a 90 day non compete. She doesn't want to be done with wrestling and she felt like it was improving in the ring. Brian, do you feel like it was improving in the ring? What does she mean by it? Uh, her? I think her in ring skills. Um, yeah, I guess she was improving. She was working out with TJ Wilson and Natty's ring to get uh, on the side to get better. If those were your trainers, you blew it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I think uh, you may have failed the class. And and, and, I don't and know. Eva Marie, if we could just get like the best trainer, if we could get like Rip Rogers, Tom Pritchard, <laughs> TJ, we could get a team of like the best trainers in the history of mankind. Maybe they might be able to get like Eva Marie up to decent level, like up to a, some <laughs> sort of level. God damn it, get them all. I don't care. We fired 50 people. Now we're going to have to hire 60 trainers just for even free. Yeah. She said it was hard That's to say shame. goodbye to the Lana character as so much of it was what she wishes she could be. Really? Really? In what way? Well, banged like by to... Bobby Lashley, I think. That's what she meant. <laughs> That's what she meant. On the Survivor Series match last year where she backed into a win by not really doing anything, Perry thought it would have been gotten over bigger if it would have been in front of fans. McMahon wanted the finish as he and Shane McMahon thought it was hilarious, and <laughs> she didn't fun. get in there. She didn't get in there at all because it, it had never been done. There was supposed to be a table spot in the match, but there was pushback from Roman Reigns because of a planned table spot in his match that night. Oh, meow. Oh, Roman Reigns is now turning into John Cena. Oh, oh, I like this. Uh, man. Wow. Uh, look here, dog. You can't do no table spot because I'm doing that in my shit. Oh, snappity dap. I like that. That's nice. What's up? What up, Ooze? <laughs> I like it. He's, he's become a heel in real life. That makes it even that much more believable. <laughs> she talked a lot about the Thunderdome era and how working in front of no fans was difficult. She turned to social media to get feedback and was overwhelmed with the negativity. Oh, man. <laughs> social media has got some negativity that rains down on you like blades coming from the sky. Who knew this? I'd have never thought. God, do you, can you imagine, honestly, when she was doing that shit at Florida State, when she and those girls were being the hot girls at Florida State, can you imagine if there was social media back then? God. First she, of all. She'd probably have a million followers then. 
a tr- she'd be making so much money off social media. She never would have come to the WWE, but she would have a million fucking 14 year old, 500 pound motherfuckers telling her how fat she was. Honestly, I swear to God, think yeah. of like, like the most beautiful woman you could think of like Margot Robbie or Charlie Theron or any, any of these fucking models or anything, you know, that they get, they get tweets and they get Instagram messages all the time. Like, oh, you stupid, fat, ugly bitch. You know, and they're making like a million, every time they fart, they're making like a million dollars. Like Giselle Bunchen in her heyday, if there would have been Instagram and shit, and it'd have been like all these people like, oh, you fat, ugly whore, won't you shut up? <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's the, if that's what you're going for, any kind of an affirmation or any kind of feedback, it's going to be always, that's, that's the dumbest shit ever. Yeah, well, you know. <sighs> I, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to think if even back, and I've thought about this before, obviously, like, like if, when we were kids, if, if social media w- was a thing and how it would have shaped our lives in some way, shape or form. Oh, so exactly. I think it would have, it would have sh- it, it, it shaped our lives, like mine and yours, for instance, it, it, it might have shaped ours a little different, but not in that capacity. No, you know, no. It would it would have been bad. It would have been it would have been positive. And I can't. I, I think that's why it's way different for kids growing up today than it was for us, for sure. No, I'm a god. Not even it was close. bad. It was bad enough because the communities we grew up in were always like, if you did something fucked up, it would always be home before you got there and rode your bike there. Somebody would oh, always yeah. rat you out to your mom. So I mean, if, yeah, if a, you got called out fast. If a telephone call could travel that fast, then fucking a Twitter, you know, a DM could travel like three times that quick, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> She talked a lot about the Thunderdome era and how working in front of fans was difficult. She turned to social media to get feedback, was overwhelmed with the negativity. She was happy to be out of the performance center and live in the Thunderdome because McMahon couldn't rethink the show and rewrite things 17 times. She also told a story of how she was once on set for 19 hours just to do a 60-second backstage segment. God damn it. I'm not seeing enough titty. That's too much titty. Not enough titty. Not enough. Too much. More. No. That's what he's doing. That's that's how it was for nineteen hours. For nineteen hours. Nineteen hours. Show me the nipple. Not that much nipple. Areola. Not nipple. More areola. Less. Titty. Damn it. Caught. Nineteen hours. Nineteen. And that was only like fifteen seconds. God. That was. All right. Take hundred and eighty-eight. Gotta get this right. She said she was surprised at how much she gets buried on Twitter in the dirt sheets and feels she resonates with the live crowd. Much more than with the internet. She used to. Oh, uh, yeah. When she was Russian, people liked her. I got news for you. You're hot. You're thin. You have a tremendous ass. Of course, people are going to hate you. I'm sorry. This is life. <laughs> this is how it is. That's that's just the world. And, and guess what? After all these people fucking say you're stupid and you're dumb and your titties are fake and you're awful. You're still looking your bank account and look at your fantastic ass, which can make you money at any moment in time and go on with your life because you're still hot. No matter, no matter if, you know, slime monkey 69 in Salina, Kansas, (laughs) that probably is one of those probably (laughs) says that you're a fat bitch and you're a cunt and you're awful. Well, guess what? When you go out the front door, like every dude around wants to fuck you. And like 90% of them want to just give you all the money in the world. So, Ooh, Oh no. Somebody on Instagram doesn't like me. What am I going to (laughs) do? Fuck dude. You know, dude, you, you you talk about that and you remember the rant I went on. I I know. I can't believe that I went on a rant, right? It was good Uh, last week. That was awesome. (laughs) 
Well, the rant I went on whenever it was about how, and I said wrestler, and I started out with, with wrestlers, but it really just anybody, sports entertainers to to actors, just anybody famous, see, just loves, and this is, it goes, it's same with TikTok. Now that I've watched some TikTok, people love to nitpick little things that the haters say and make a whole new TikTok about something the haters say. And if you, if right. you go down and look at their comments, it's not like everybody's being a hater. It's like one out of a million per people are saying, and they pick that one thing out. That's what you, so that's you. There. That's the problem with you, not with the hater. That's you. There's 75 positive com- comments and there's one dickhead. And you're the one that decides that's to a, amplify the one, the one dickhead who, by the way, that's his life. He's, he's Dennis the cynic. He goes to every site and he just puts something shitty down there about there. And he hopes that it gets your goat and you go off on him and it makes you cry. That's what it is. Yeah, there's yeah. Well, I just, it drives me crazy, man. It just that that shit drives me crazy. Same with Twitter, you know. People they'll quote a tweet that somebody or comment that somebody said back to them, and and just make it sound like oh, poor, poor, pitiful me, or I don't know. Just just stop it. If I was please. if I was CJ Perry and I was hot like she is, have the business opportunities that I do, have and I'm married to Miro. I wouldn't worry about some shithead and fucking, you know, uh, Ypsilanti, Michigan. I, I, nobody cares. Who I'm sorry. Cares? It doesn't, I know women get this stuff. I'm not trying to minimize it in any way, but Jesus Christ. Uh, I think. No, I'm talking about dudes too and all this. Yeah. Twitter. Yeah. And Twitter. It's, it's famous people just in general. Now, but, but Roman, I mean, five years ago, Roman Reigns really did suck. I mean, I stand by that. <laughs> well, you know. I, I stand by that. He really did suck and he needed to listen to me about him sucking because he did. Because look, look what yeah. happened. Look, I made him better. I'm taking credit for that. I am the reason that Roman Reigns is kicking ass today because finally they took my my advice, turned the motherfucker heel. Finally, uh, God. Finally, the Samoan has come back to reality. <laughs> she said she was surprised how much she gets buried on Twitter in the dirt sheets and feels she resonates with the live crowd much more than the internet. Jericho said the live audience is reflective of 90% of the overall audience, while the real hardcore fans are about 10%. And now, I guess last week, Jericho was was pissing, or maybe earlier this week, he was pissing and moaning about the people that are still bitching about that awful bump that he took onto the crash pads <laughs> off of the cage. Dude, he he's the first one that would, would be the, the, the that would do that to somebody else. <laughs> it's the funniest he lives for that thing. shit i know he does it's so funny and he's still like lashing out at cornette and cornette's like i'm not the only one that was saying it dude like everyone was saying that that looked like shit and he goes everybody it's still, it's still dangerous it's bad people who fuck with that stuff they can get their ass fucked and and, and cornette goes what, is, <laughs> what does that mean what is that even what are you talking about right now <laughs> I, I, you know that, and, that, and that's part of part of it too right there that, that that's kind of what we're talking about too just exactly picking stuff and and bitching about it but you know if you're sensitive about I don't know, if, you, so if you're sensitive about that that's then that is acknowledging that it's a problem oh big time it's the old southern thing if he's hollering he's hit that's that's the deal you know <laughs> it's a valid criticism Somebody called you out on it. It looked like shit. It looked. It was a terrible bump. I don't care if you think it was all this dangerous and shit. And you know, g- good on you for selling the whole thing with the thing with you know with the arm for all whatever. But it was a shitty bump. It looked like there are just certain things. There are certain big spots that have happened in all elite wrestling that have been dog shit. The you know the exploding ring is a great example. 
of that. It was, it was a terrible thing. Now, did did Eddie Kingston and John Moxley turn that into gold? Absolutely. And then, for no reason at all, I'm seeing Eddie Kingston team with you know Penta El Zero Miedo in the opening match on on Dynamite for for no reason, just so the young bucks can come out and look like complete douchebags. And it was a good match, and it was fine. And the Bucks end up doing the job. This is this is the new theory, is that the Bucks know that there's going to be bullshit that's awful on the show, so they want their shit out there first. Like they almost always lead off the matches at, on, on Dynamite, so they can get their shit out there. They can look great and won't have to have some of the perfume. They don't the have to come out and clean up some shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't have to go. They don't have to perfume the turds that are going to be happening <laughs> and raging later on in AEW Dynamite. Like again, the tremendous Andrade promo. <laughs> I'm glad I recorded that. It was so good. Let me tell you something. Matt, somebody <laughs> came out and interrupt me. <laughs> what is? What am I watching? What is happening here? Is this? Did I get into like? Cape, like public access TV or something? What is, what is this? It's <laughs> like you see on Irish Potato Road. Shit. Yeah. Oh, that redneck Southern wrestling. <laughs> yeah, it's that Southern wrestling bullshit. In the hour plus podcast, Perry also talked about the rise of the Rusev Lana team and why it got split up. Uh, his release getting put through a table for nine straight weeks and the heat she got for her engagement picture to Rusev and Bureau getting social uh, media even when she didn't post it. So there you go. That's uh, the review of the thing that I was telling you about that you don't need to listen to. And now you've already got it. It's not, it's just the, the exit interviews are not getting that good because first of all, there's 157 exits per week. There's, there's just like a, a bunch of, them. I'm sorry. It, it, it's happening. Yeah. It's and, nothing, you know, short of somebody like Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins, right? Somebody like that. Anybody else is just like, okay. You know, like, all right. Sorry. I love you got you. let go, bro. But, Tony Nese is a very impressive guy. Do, do I need an exit interview on the, on the Chris Jericho podcast about how Tony Nese's experience was and how he got fucked over by, by WWE? I don't, I don't think I need that. I, I doubt that I, that's something that I would need, right? Uh, yeah, I'm with you, bro. <laughs> Ooh, Omega versus Callahan Slammiversary contract signing is set for impact. I got to tell you. Uh-oh. I got to tell you, that impact partnership with AEW, that thing is just like, Striking gold. Oh my god. Oh my god. I don't they hit an oil they hit an oil well, Jed. No, I don't that, think that oil. Was there was, there wasn't a was there any or was there a, a little Don Callis on my television on AW Dynamite? I can't remember. There was, was, there he, was a little there was a little. A teensy much. bit. Yeah. During the whole uh Kenny Omega uh was it Adam who was it? It was out there in his face. Kenny Omega comes out. And then doesn't didn't a dark order come out or something? Was it? I thought it was Paige. Was it Paige that got any shit? I can't remember. Face? I know or the somebody. entire the entire dark order came out and they said there's nobody that can challenge you or something. Was that was that him or was that what was that? Because yeah, that was like backstage when they did all that. But I can't remember if he actually went out there and, and faced him down or I'm, I'm thinking it was somebody else that it was Here. in the ring with. But that was the only time I saw Callus was like that little promo thing in the ring with whoever it was. I can't think who it is. With Omega. Little Don Callis works perfectly fine. Yeah, little goes a long way. It, he's he's like, I don't know what, what do you call it. He's like, uh, uh, <laughs> um, concentrated. Oh yeah, like real cream. But yes. If I'm gonna use a little dab, will do you, bro. 
Let's remind ourselves of what happened on Dynamite. AW Tag Team Champions, uh, the Young Fox. What did you think of those outfits? <laughs> Shivani said they looked like porn stars. They did look porn stars. That's funny. Even which is, I I would apologize to porn stars for that remark. Yeah, I um, know it was a little bit of a of some shade there. Isn't this an ex- another example of the guys, the vice presidents in all elite wrestling, just doing shit to pop themselves? Isn't that what this is? Well, we've pretty much thought about that with them for a while now. Yeah, that's the, like the, those, those, those two guys more than anything. If it makes the, if it if it affects the audience and they like it, nah, whatever, nah, we don't care. Uh, Eddie Kingston and Penta El Zero Miedo defeated the Young Bucks fifteen forty six in an eliminator match. There was a lot of interference. And uh, how did uh, now Kazarian comes out as some sort of hero in all this? And that's the other yeah, thing is, I, I yeah, help me that. with I, that. I, I'm not sure. I I saw like they said that's Kazarian. That's freaking Kazarian. And next thing you know, he's gone. I didn't really see him. I is was it like, nuts? he was out there for a good bit, but is it nuts for me to wonder? Like, is uh, in, in classic Bobby Heenan, which side is he on? I don't, I don't know that he's necessarily going to be a good guy. Do I? I don't know, dude. I don't know how half those people are good guys or bad guys. Exactly, but he was, and then they spray the shit, and then I don't know. He, yeah, helped. I don't know. I don't know. They were shaking. I don't know. Like, I just, I really don't. I really don't, I don't know. know. Ethan Page was in the rink with Skiavon, who asked him why he wanted a casket match. Oh yeah, that was dumb. TH2s. I I, I, that was that was growing on me a little bit. The Ethan Page thing's growing on me a little All bit. Right. TH2s the, music. the audience reaction to him, I guess I should clear, clarify that. How they yeah, just they, let him talk and, and shit. It's kind of becoming a thing. He does like come over with the audience. I'll give you that. Uh, TH2's music hit. Jack Evans made his entrance for the next match. We got a promo picture in picture from Matt Hardy. It is the, I think they're calling it the Hardy Family Organization HFO or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, I don't even yeah. know. Something like that, yeah. HFO. Jungle Boy HFO. then made his entrance with Luchasaurus and Marco Stunt. Jack Evans against Jungle Boy. is all right. Jack, Jungle Boy defeats Jack Evans six minutes and three seconds. After the match, a gang war broke out. Christian got a hold of Matt Hardy and landed an inverted DDT. Then choked him with his own suit coat. Jack Evans distracted Christian so Hardy could escape. A pre-tape aired where MJF spoke about beating Jericho at his own game. He's better than him in the ring on the microphone, and he outsmarted him when he formed the Pinochle. MJF said Jericho has responded by attacking him during interviews after matches and questioned how he was willing to stoop to avoid the inevitable, and MJF is just better than him. He offered Jericho another match down the road, but only if he meets his stipulations. He said he would reveal his stipulations after he beats Jericho's loser buddy, Sammy Guevara. Okay. Backstage, Andrade spoke about being interrupted by Matt Seidel last week. He addressed him as Matt something, and he said he interrupted his big announcement last week. Oh, that's funny. Uh, hour two, Pillman makes his interest with Griff Garrison and Julia Hart. Miro followed with some new music for his Redeemer gimmick. The announcers spoke to Miro's Messiah Complex and spoke about him being undefeated in singles competition. Miro against uh, Brian Pillman Jr. for the TNT Championship. Seven minutes, 37 seconds, Miro defeats BPJ to retain that TNT Championship. Uh, Miro is a beast according to ProWrestling.net. I don't know. I, I'm not sure I agreed with that match, but, yeah, I'm just a Brian Pillman Jr. fan, so I just I hate seeing it. I don't. I just don't think it did much good. I don't think it made him look very good. Yeah, I think they're doing a good job with Jungle Boy right now. He seems to be hotter than he's been in a while. So I think that they, they're they building this the right way. Do you see him grabbing the ass of that chick on the uh, social media? Wouldn't you? 
You know who it is. You know who, who it is, right? Who is it? That's your girl. Anna who is Jay. It? Oh, is Anna it really? Oh, yes. Oh, God bless him. That's that's an OnlyFans I would I would watch. I would pay like ten bucks a month for that. <laughs> yeah, I that's, know. That's you know, really Anna. Is. That was really Anna J. Yes. Well, God bless both of them. That's fantastic. Yeah, uh, they they've supposedly been a thing for a minute now. I didn't know that. <laughs> good for good for both of them. Yeah, uh, you know, both of them's pretty 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 happy. I'm sure. Uh, Nyla Jay's Rose telling her friends that hey, we used to watch his dad on Beverly Hills 90210. Remember? <laughs> I don't think so. Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero versus Britt Baker and Rebel. Uh, Britt Baker and Rebel defeating Vicky Guerrero and Nyla Rose at 7:34. There's an argument to be made that other than than Omega, uh, Britt Baker may be the most protected performer in this company at this point. Mm, maybe, maybe. Other than Kenneth Omega, she she may be the most protected one, and she's done very well with it. I can't really say anything about it. Uh, after the match, Nyla landed a beast bomb on Baker, and then a second one through a ringside to a table at ringside. The announced team ran down next week's card, including Andrade against Matt somebody and a six man <laughs> inner circle and peanut pinochle sans Jericho and MJF backstage. Hager and proud and powerful def- uh, delivered a pre-taped match. Hager said they were taking ass whipping next week and said Warlow nearly earned his respect until they had what, uh, until what they had done to Jericho and Malenko is, is Dean Malenko. Okay. Have we seen, have we heard any reports that he's okay? I don't think they've uh, released any statement yet. Then they, they, he hasn't even done, hasn't done the stretcher job or anything. Huh? No, not that I've seen. Unless we missed it on dark. <laughs> he comes out. He's got the full body cast on. He's got the whiplash shit and everything. <laughs> Footage was shown of the blade attacking Orange Cassidy with uh, brass knuckles net last week. Next week, Stantlander uh, and Orange that. Cassidy will take on Bunny and the Blade. By the way, Bunny and the Blade. Coldest act in AEW right now? Gotta be, man. Cold. Gotta be down ice there. fucking cold. Ice, ice. Coldest motherfucker. Coldest. The coldest shit in AEW is Butcher Blade, Bunny, whatever. Um, I'm going to say Colt Cabana as a singles performer. Cold, 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 cold. That's, that some bitch is always going to be cold for me. I don't care. Ice cold. Goes. Just um, ice cold. The Dark baby. Order in general seems cold, 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 cold. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody else who seems fairly cold. It's it's those those three to me are like the the like the things those that are just stand like, out. Yeah, obviously these are people that are just not getting over. And they're not trying to do anything with them. Uh, 25 minutes remaining in the show. It's Sammy Guevara versus MJF, and this one goes 20 minutes to 19 seconds. MJF defeats Sammy Guevara. After the match, Wardlow held up MJF. Jericho sold his elbow injury at ringside. Then the pinochle celebrated. There are three minutes left in the show. The announced team introduced a recap of the pandemic period at Daly's Place. Now, you thought this package was really good. I did. I thought it was really good. I didn't expect him to do something like that, but I thought it was a nice little touch. And then because all of the blood was going to his penis instead of his head due to blue chew, JR did call it WWE Dynamite. And it was all over Twitter before you could – get it the thought through your head that damn he just said wwe dynamite and you look on twitter it's like flum, 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 every, just everybody's just cutting on him man and they should they should destroy him for that i mean i'm sorry he's just walking through life he's collecting a paycheck at this point 
It's always doing. Right, guys, we've enjoyed Jacksonville. They're going to call it. And you heard Jericho's great line. They're going to call it Jimsonville. Jimson, because his name's Jim. Yeah. I really want to like Jericho more than I do, but I just I can't. Um, I do know on the Arn show, they did have the Tennessee stud, Ron Fuller, on to talk about Arn's days in Pensacola, and it's pretty good. He's got some good stuff to say, and there's just it's it's nice to hear a guy that worked for another guy uh, have that kind of relationship. He's, he puts Arn over like crazy. Arn puts him over like crazy. When he came in to hand in his notice to, to Ron Fuller when he was down in Pensacola, Ron was like, well, you know, I hate to lose you, but obviously, yeah, this is your time. You're going to be a star. You're going to go to the to Charlotte, and you're going to be a big deal. So, yeah, absolutely, you should go. And then Arn, Arn asked him, he goes, can I come back? He goes, yeah, you can come back. So, you know, I, I loved all of that because you hear so much shady shit about promoters. And he said, Arn said they always withheld your last check until you're out of the territory, you know, to make sure that you did business the right way. Right. But then a lot of times they were the the promoters would go ahead and fuck you and just not even send you the last check. But he said, Ron Fuller, last day after he does the job, here's your money. You're done. You can come back anytime you want. That's the way you do it, man. But man, that's, that's and that's because you want to make the guy happy. I mean, he's a great performer. And if things don't work out in Charlotte, you come back here, you make money with him. Plus, word gets around. If you start fucking the boys out of the money, then they might not want to work for you. No shit. Exactly. So, well, let's make a pact. Are, are, are you, are, are, I guess Wrestle K for you is probably a wait and see kind of thing this year. Um, let me see. It is, it's that weekend after Thanksgiving, obviously. I'm going to try to make it happen. I was going to say, if, if we do end up going, we need to make a pact to go talk to Arn Anderson because it's going to cost us like $100. Is it is it really that much? I don't know. It's been a lot in the past, that's for sure. Fuck. I know. Well, okay. Well, fuck that pact. <laughs> let's make a if tweet. Case, we're going to tweet Arn Anderson. <laughs> All right, let's do that. I'll tag you in a tweet. Let's do that or something. No, but yeah, because I just think there's things that that the more I think about it that we need to talk to him about just just in general. In general, you know, just like the Eric Embry thing, we just need to talk to him about the stuff that. I want to know, and, and I really want I mean, really like to know, ask about. I want to get his side of like Rick Flair being pissed at him because he didn't call him after Reed died. I want. I, I want to get Arn's side of that. Arn and I've never heard anything like a, a rebuttal from him on that. Yeah, I, I think yeah. it would be. I think there. I, I just feel like there's more to the story than just oh those guys didn't call me or didn't text me or anything. I, I, I just feel like there's there's like. It seems a little more complicated than that to me. Uh, it has to be, man. It just doesn't sound like the Arn that I've been he- hearing other people talk about. and You know what I'm saying? It just doesn't match somehow. Exactly. But yeah. So, yeah, I, I think we need to put him on the list. First of all, seriously, we do need to make sure it's not 100 bucks because I don't really want to talk to him that bad. But <laughs> No, no uh, I don't. There's nobody. I'm hoping I'm hoping they're going to book Aubrey. I, I hope they bring Aubrey in to do some autographs and stuff at WrestleCade. I'm still holding out hope I'm on hoping. that. Um, I saw Tommy Young's coming to something. No, that was I'm sorry, that was to Charlotte. Never mind. I was looking at the um, the Charlotte thing, the, the the homecoming thing that they're. Oh doing. yeah, that one's going to be a big deal as well. Yeah, it, it doesn't look as hype as as WrestleCade though. I don't think people are think really looking. So has it beat? I think people are still really. I think people are really looking forward to WrestleCade, particularly after being cooped up. 
No doubt, man. No doubt. They're ready to go. Hey, uh, I guess you did see that um, Dale Wilkes passed away, right? Yeah. The story that I was telling everybody about Dale Wilkes, about the Patriot, was when he was he was talking to the story. I think maybe it was on Austin's podcast or somebody's podcast. And he's running like a bat out of hell. And his wife's taking him to the airport. And he's trying to shoot up steroids. Do you remember this story? Yes. He's <laughs> shooting up steroids. And either she shoots him in the ass or he hits him in the ass. And they strike a vein. And just blood everywhere. It's just fucking, it's like, you know, CSI or whatever. It's like murder scene in there. It is. It's like Carrie. If we may go back to that. There's blood everywhere. She's on the side of the road. She has to pull over. She's crying. And he's like, honey, I just don't, I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> Get some paper towels. They'll be all right. <laughs> Man, I don't, I don't know why you're crying. Why are you upset? Chill <laughs> out. Well, what's wrong? Um, something I didn't, I, you may have known this, but I certainly didn't know it. Uh, that he was only one of four consensus All-Americans to come out of football, talking about, uh, to come out of the University of South Carolina, with, like, the other three being George Rogers. Rogers, yeah. Jadavion Clowney. Okay. And uh, uh, Ingram, what's his name? James Ingram, just once. That's it! (laughs) Uh, No, it was, like, the year before uh, Jadavion Downey. It was, like, 2011. Right. But that's... That's pretty good company, man. Doesn't suck. Dale Wilkes and those three guys, you know. Since George Rogers so, did win the Heisman Trophy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Jadavion Clowney uh, turned out to be half as good as we thought he was going to be. Basically, but, the Jadavion well, Clowney story is that he's he's built an NFL career and got a contract off of one play. Hell of a play. I'll grant you all of that, but it was, you know, it was basically, it, it was a beast of a play. Jamarcus Russell got a nice contract because he could throw a ball from one end of the field to the other. Well, I would just Didn't say he was accurate, but he could throw the fuck out of it. I mean, J- J- Jamarcus Russell did have a signature victory in the National Football League, and it was against the Broncos in Denver. So I just want to say that. Okay. For the record. All right. All right. Chalk one up. Any other closing thoughts on another award-winning episode of Katie Vick is Alive Alive? I don't think so. I think we're leaving something out, but maybe not. No, I hope not. I don't think we're, so. We're Tell us we did. Yeah, please tweet us <laughs> at Katie Vick Alive. That's where you get us on Twitter. You can get Bryant on Twitter and Instagram at Bryce Sports. He's on TikTok, Stanley Jackson23. I'm on the Instagram at BW4Reels, BDUB number four, R E E L Z. On Twitter, it's at Brett Whitmire. Um, if you want to support what we do, you can shop at our Amazon store, which is katievick.com. It does not cost you any extra for the stuff that you're buying, uh, but it does help us out. And that's katievick.com. Till next time, fans. We'll see you ringside. Fans, that'll do it for this week. See you next week. And until then, so long for now.